This episode is sponsored by Lash Rescue, the OG eyelash growth serum, giving you longer, fuller, and thicker lashes and brows. Go and check out their new limited edition gift boxes. And if you make a purchase in the month of January, go in the draw to win $1,000. Welcome to Your Power with M. Rose. I am M. Rose and this is a podcast to inspire and encourage you to step into your power and help you to create your dream life, business and relationships using modern personal development tools, mindset hacks and manifestation techniques. Today I am interviewing Kim from Lash Vision. If you guys have been following me for a little while, you'll know Kim, you will have seen her on my stories. I actually was subleasing a room in Kim's salon for Lahuria Studio. So we've spent a lot of time together. I have gotten to know her very well over the last six months, and I just knew that I needed to share her with you guys as well. She has some incredible stories throughout this podcast. She shares some sad stories. She shares how she gets through tough times in her business and how she has just the best no bullshit approach to business I have ever come across. I do have to apologize for the sound quality of this episode. We did plan on recording on two microphones, but we couldn't figure out, we couldn't figure out how to work the system. So we just shared one. Um, It's not horrible, but it's still kind of like echoey and bad. So I'm very sorry about that. Our very unprofessional setup, (laughs) but the content is still there and you can still hear our laughs and how much fun we have talking to each other. So I really hope you enjoy this episode with her. Before I get into the content, just a little update on my week. I, as you can hear, am feeling and sounding a lot better than I was. I still have a little cough lingering around, but other than that, I feel really good. I have just really smashed the last week. I am really proud of myself and I've just got this momentum going now. And with that momentum, I have finally finalized a date for the Your Power course, name, official name pending. (laughs) But so many people have been asking me about this course because to be fair, I have been talking about it for a long time. So the official launch date is the 1st of March. I am so excited. It's a little over a month away. So I will be releasing more information about the course towards then anyway, but keep that in your diaries. March the 1st, that will be the first enrollment for the course. And it's going to be amazing. You guys are going to love it so much. I'm so excited about it. That's really all I needed to share with you. Otherwise, my week has been fairly boring. You guys see everything on Instagram anyway. So without further ado, I introduce you to Kim. Okay, we're on. Great. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I mean, I'm in your salon right now. Yeah, I know. It's fine. We're actually in Josh's room. Yeah. (laughs) This is great. This is the most enclosed, like, non-echoey room and we're sitting in the dark. We are in the dark. There's no lights in here, so it's very romantic. Well, I'm very excited to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's so weird having a guest in person. I feel so uncomfortable. (laughs) Post-pandemic? Oh, no, we can't say post-pandemic. It's still going. Post-lockdown. Yeah. And I feel like 
we, you and I have just been sitting there talking for an hour and a half and now there's a microphone between yeah. us, I'm like, oh, my God. Like giddy schoolgirls, <laughs> like, oh, hi. <laughs> okay, well, before we get into the content, I want to ask you two questions. The first one is, what did you want to be when you grew up? And then what is your craziest business story? Um, if you ask my mum, she would tell you I always wanted to be Barbie. <laughs> I did. I was like legit thought Barbie was the best, like who gets a dream house and the perfect car and, you know, lives that life. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the most consistent would be that I used to literally worship checkout chick girls. Like I thought it was amazing how quickly they could get the stuff through their checkout. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you're a freaking gun. Like what a superstar who can fly stuff now we go to Aldi and that yeah. was to shame. <laughs> <laughs> to shame. Like I'm like, okay, you're too fast. Stop being so superhuman. Things are flying through um, the walls. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was so cool how they could like check it all through so quick and then they got to handle money all day. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, nice. Um, very... Did you ever become a checkout chick? No. Nah, never. <laughs> Even I did. Did you? Yeah, I was a Woolies girl. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> did not end up doing that. I got to handle money though. I worked at a shoe store. Does that count? Well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So I was, I was really impressed with that. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get cheap shoes. You don't get that cheap of a shoes, by the way. Mm. So small discounts. That's disappointing. But you have to wear the shoes. So oh. it was extremely disappointing. <laughs> that really um, takes away the fun of the shoe. It really does. When you're forced to wear something. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I still have lots of those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> My feet never grow anymore. Uh, my craziest business story. So I haven't told you the story, but I told you it's kind of sad. Mm. So the craziest business story I have is that I run events and we do them all over the world. And the day of our event in New Zealand, we were walking two streets away from the Christchurch attacks <gasps> and we got locked down in our house. The event had to be cancelled. Um, oh, my god! We were like literally two streets away yeah. and we were like saw this car screeching up like what is going on and then it wasn't till we all got back with all the delegates like I had all these people staying in an Airbnb mm. with me um that we realized what was going on oh and my yeah gosh. we were all locked in the house for like 24 hours 48 hours together 24 um yeah so (laughs) yeah it was and obviously having to cancel everything like I had a big old cry and they were all like it was like the biggest group hug you've ever seen (laughs) um not that I should laugh it was a terrible situation but it was it was very bonding and I'm still really close with everyone that came and that's good yeah so that is my craziest it is a sad one sorry let's not set the tone of the podcast that's all right I'll let it slide yeah it is the craziest story that I I have I have lots of crazy stories but that's definitely the one that sticks oh yeah with me like it I would. will never forget that um so yeah the rest we ended up cancelling that and live streaming the event to everyone um from Auckland yeah and I tell you what New Zealanders are the most beautiful people mm. they were all every single person I spoke to was like I'm so sorry this happened while you were here I'm so sorry this is your experience and I was like I'm so sorry that some crazy Australian decided to come over and ruin everything. So it was super sad, but it was beautiful to see the humanity in people and how lovely they were. Yeah. yeah. Always looking at the the positives on it. Trying to. Oh, that would have been so hard. It was. I've had um, some really big things happen in my journey Mm -hmm. as a business owner. And I always laugh when people are like, oh, yeah, but that will never happen to me. And I'm like, oh, mm. I 
you never know because yeah. um, there was a lot I didn't think that would happen to me and it has and it's definitely taught me a lot on my journey. Yes. So I'm now like plan, plan again, pre-plan, mm-hmm. think of the worst, think of the best, but make sure you've got all your bases covered. 100%. It would always teach you something. Oh, yeah. You do have the craziest stories. I do love your stories. I do. <laughs> I do. I've got more. We could be here all day. We'll yeah. just start an Em and Kim podcast uh, full time and we'll just share our stories. Oh, God. And I'll be like, Do we oh, have yeah. some to share? I t- my friends and family always joke that I should have my own TV show because yeah. they're like, this stuff just doesn't happen to everyone else. But for some reason, I'm just, yeah. I'm in the firing line. Kim and I were saying the other day, we, um, we have so much to share, but a lot of it needs to wait until we're both way out of the beauty industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is many stories that you have to hold back on and you have to have a, a level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one day, if ever, probably not because we're, pro- we're pretty embedded in the beauty industry, uh, but if ever we do leave the beauty industry, there will That's be some, we'll some memoirs. <laughs> Some memoirs that come out that'll be like, and this one time yeah. at beauty camp. <laughs> it will be a very interesting oh, podcast. Gosh. So wait for that. Yes. Uh, if you ever Coming see us both suddenly. 2050. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can be like when we retire. <laughs> yeah, it can be our retirement plan. We're starting a podcast. And you know what? At this point in our lives, we just don't care anymore. No, <laughs> We're yes. going to tell all. It's a tell all. Tell all. Okay, well, let's rewind for anyone who doesn't know who you are, which I'm sure everyone does who is following me already because you're on my stories and you're posting (laughs) stories and I'm here all the time. So um, tell us who you are, what your business is, your background. Who is Kim? Oh, well, that's a complicated book. (laughs) Um, My name is Kimberly Howarth and I am the owner and founder of Lash Vision. I have been in the beauty industry I've lost track because of COVID. I think it's eight years coming up in January. Um, I didn't start as a lash artist. I started with makeup and a a fascination with makeup. And then I was doing all sorts of things off to the side and kind of fell into lashes Mm -hmm. and that was that was it I loved the instant gratification I loved that it was always a challenge um I kind of felt like I got to a point with makeup that I was like oh it's the same thing every day Mm -hmm. no offense makeup artist you're amazing because the level of makeup now is not a scope I can can get to um whereas with lashes every single set of lashes that came in presented a new challenge and I loved that because I get bored really easy. Ask my husband, I can't watch a movie and like sit there and watch it. I'm like on the movie with a laptop to the side with my diary open and my phone. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Uh, and that's that's how I focus. Like it's a, I have to jump to and from. So I loved with lashes that it always presented that challenge and still does. People are always like, oh, you know, do you get bored? My- <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever worked with glue? Yeah. <laughs> There's no getting bored. Yeah. Uh, you always have to continue to troubleshoot and figure out what the heck is going on because there will always be a client who challenges you. And for a lot of people, they hate that. But for me, I freaking love it. Yeah. I love digging out the why. Mm-hmm. So, thrive. I do. I so tell us about Lash Vision. What is Lash Vision? What do you do? Lash Vision... 
where it started or just the, <laughs> the whole shebang? Lash Vision is like Lash it, Vision's been through a lot. It has. It really has. Lash Vision's like an onion. Um, <laughs> it's got many layers. Lash Vision started with uh, a conference. So at the time I was working for a large company. I was their trainer and I really wanted to put on a conference where it was all inclusive. And it didn't matter the level you were at, you felt included. And it came from, oh gosh, I'm full of sad stories. <laughs> um, I shared my work online and it was before I was a trainer and it got totally like torn apart, torn apart. Like people were like, these are stripper lashes. Like what you're doing is wrong. So funny because you're looking at me like that, but now they're back in. Yeah, I would right. be in like Flynn right now. <laughs> with the work I used to produce but we were going through this new wave of like pulling the lash lengths back and everything was changing and I hadn't done any upskill Mm -hmm. and I thought I was it bitten the shit honestly (laughs) like I was like I'm the best in my area and suddenly to post my work find like lash forums and think that I was amazing to have it completely torn apart destroyed me I nearly walked away from lashing And instead, I decided to do some upskilling um, after a pep talk from my husband being like, you love this. Don't Mm -hmm. let those people destroy it for you. Just go and learn some new skills. So I went and just go be better. (laughs) Go go be better at it. Try a little bit harder. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right. He literally, he always said to me that, you know, you can quit or you can keep working at it or you can get into something else and then feel the same vibe. You'll quit or you'll keep working at it. Mm -hmm. So you pick your battles. Are you going to stick with the one that you're doing, master it, or are you just going to find something else, go through the same struggles and keep walking away from everything? I was like, I dislike when you make sense. (laughs) It's not okay. So I did upskill and became really good really good really quick Uh, a lot of it was troubleshooting myself like the upskill I did was basic and then I got this incredible job as a trainer because my work had leveled up so much and I was super proud of myself and then I trained with Frankie Widows so she has a business called Eyelash Excellence I hope I got that right super awkward if I'm giving her a plug and I've just given you the wrong business (laughs) So she came to Australia and I did her class and I was super like blessed because she did a really affordable class. And at the time that was my budget. Mm. Affordable class was my budget. And I really resonate when people say stuff like that to me because I'm like, I've been in that position where I wasn't pricing myself correctly or um, I just financially didn't have it. I had two kids in childcare. Yeah. Need I say more? Mm-hmm. Childcare. Uh, it was very expensive. Yeah. So I went and did that class and she said, what do you want to get out of this? And I was like, oh, I just, I really want a boot camp and I want someone to kick me up the butt. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you would like a boot camp, go and train with Frankie. Because even in a group setting, she was behind me being like, you're messing around. You're wasting time. Move your ass. Oh Fix God. your bases. Politely. Like yeah. it was, it was stern, but she's like, if you want me to boot camp you yeah. and speed you up. It this is what you're going to have to do. So she read the room very well. (laughs) Um, And I did really enjoy it because she made me realize that I was just wasting a lot of time in my sets. Like I always wanted to be faster and I didn't realize how much I was like fluffing around. So totally gone off topic, but back to it. After I got completely torn apart online and I almost quit and then I struggled my way through to getting better, I wanted something that included everyone. And 
really was like, we're not going to pick you apart. You're going to come and we're all going to support each other. And yeah, you'll learn because we're supporting each Mm -hmm. other, not because we're tearing each other down. So I did, there was conferences at the time and I was like, I'm just going to do like a high tea. I don't want a big conference. (laughs) Uh, And I organized a high tea and I originally booked it for 25 and it was quite affordable. It was just like, we're all going to catch up and talk lashes and all those wonderful things. And I sold 132 tickets. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) To my first ever event. I remember literally crying like I was like this is madness um and it got to a point where I absolutely had to cut it because we couldn't find a big enough venue uh so we ended up having that at the Grand Hyatt Mm -hmm. and then my very detailed brain decided that we're then going to have speakers (laughs) and then we were going to have all these beautiful intricate details like personalized cookies we had all the lanyards we had like I just went and literally wrote down anything I could. And I was like, it's happening. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And my favourite part of this story, because everyone's like, that's amazing, that's so many people, I made $28. Oh, my gosh. It was brilliant. (laughs) But I loved the event and everyone loved the event. And I have to genuinely say my events are always amazing and I, I love them, but nothing will ever compare to that first one that, like, knocked me. Yeah off my seat like I could not believe that many people gave a damn about something that I was putting together Mm -hmm. and they just said you know I love the message and it was because at that point in time it was so authentic I genuinely was feeling that I genuinely wanted that and then it kind of just began to evolve into a beautiful beast the next year we ended up with 250 yep Uh, it was fun but the next year I was going through a lot I'd actually just left my job um and I'd only just announced it just before the event happened so I'm sure you can imagine getting on stage with all that controversy around me was a hell of a time it was very daunting um you know I was trying to level up on the year before I was trying to almost keep it the same but bigger mm-hmm. and the message I feel like in year two got lost a little bit it really did yeah so then I took a break for a year because I was like that was hell <laughs> that was hell in between this by the way we'd gone to New Zealand and South Korea as well and we'd hosted two events that each had 150 people wow. attend so yeah. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. In the first year, I did three events, two overseas. Yeah. That's, That's fun. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Uh, as well as being a trainer and traveling. So we traveled monthly as trainers as well. Um, there was an American trip in there as well. I was really lucky and blessed, but I undid myself because I just burnt mm-hmm. myself out. I'm answering all your questions <laughs> in my story, aren't I? You're like, where would you teach yourself? Talking, I'm like, I have so many questions, but I didn't prepare. <laughs> I'm just going to ask them anyway. <laughs> uh, so then I waited the year and I had another event. Now in that year, I set up my academy mm-hmm. and I'd left my job. And originally I left just because I was burnt out. Honestly, I was destroyed. I won Educator of the Year um, at Lash Gala and that was the best and most amazing thing that had ever happened because it was industry peers who nominated and voted for me. Yeah. 
And I found that amazing. Like these people think I'm cool. Like this is awesome. Uh, That night I had an anxiety attack. It was like I was meant to be so happy and celebrating, but I was completely burnt out. And it was like I finally felt the pressure I had been putting on myself. Mm -hmm. It was like a whole building weighed on me. (laughs) And it was no one's fault but my own. I absolutely just was doing a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after all of that, I started my academy. I wanted something that delivered results and really got students results. And I knew that I could do it if I had more time. And it was something that the industry, and it's not, this is not based on the company I worked on. This was an industry thing. The industry didn't allow time. It was like, you come, you do a one day, maybe if you're lucky, a two day course. And that was it. That's your whole shebang. And goodbye, good luck. Email us if you have any questions. And I just knew that if I had more time, I could help people become good fast. So that's what I did. I started up programs and they have evolved now. It used to be five days. Now our entire program is online and two days in person. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't have to sit there and talk at you, while you're with us, then we can just teach you. And it's the same amount of physical lashing time, but you've done all the work before you've come in. Yeah, in their own time. So that is the academy side of things. I went back and ran one last event. Mm -hmm. I did run mini events in that year we took off. We did 25 person events all around Australia because, yeah. you know, glutton punishment. Yeah. Couldn't great, let her go. <laughs> a great year off for you then. It was a great year <laughs> off. Um, and that was the year the Christchurch attacks happened because we were running those events in New Zealand yeah. as well. Um, and I loved them. Smaller events, there is something so special about a small intimate event where you really get to know people and you can talk and chat and go out for drinks after. Yeah. You can't exactly go out for drinks after with 150 people. So everyone that came to those, thank you very much. Yeah. I loved them. And then I did my last event and here's another crazy story for you. Uh, through weeks before the event, I ended up in hospital and I actually nearly died. I had an eptopic uh, pregnancy that had erupted mm. inside of me. Jesus. Um, and I uh, left it a good week. <laughs> before I was like, oh, it's just a bit of it like, could be my appendix. Yeah. <laughs> it could be, you know, leave that too. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I went into surgery and they removed a ridiculous amount of blood off my abdomen. And three weeks later, I still hosted that event. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I did not take any time off. I did not take any time to emotionally process what that was. Uh, and I ran that event and Yes, it's it's so funny because this beautiful girl has apologised, but on that day someone said to me, are you pregnant? Oh, <laughs> and I was no. like, no, no, I'm not. Uh, and I attended like a conference a week after that surgery with a friend of mine. It was a brow conference and put on the big old brave face. Yeah. So I do have lots of crazy stories you and do. none of them I want sympathy for. But what they've taught me is you just have to be ready for anything and everything because Mm -hmm. life doesn't care if you've got a conference in three weeks (laughs) life's just gonna throw the curveball at you anyway yeah I think I think that's a good segue into another question I have for you which is the c-word oh (laughs) I know lots of c-words call you a bad (laughs) 
Who are we about to call the sewer? <laughs> you've been thrown many, many things before, but I don't think anything has ever compared to what you've been thrown in the last 18 months. Oh, that C word. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a number of C words. <laughs> yes, it is, it's definitely a C word. How have you dealt, how has Lash Vision dealt? How, what have you done with Lash Vision? Obviously, it's a, you were in the event space and the training space and the beauty space and supplying beauty salons and all of those things were and still are severely affected. Yeah. So, well, we lost a lot of money. Let's all just be super <laughs> honest here. Uh, I remember it was actually my birthday, March 23rd, when they announced the closure. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I remember just saying to my husband, (laughs) I was like, go get more wine. (laughs) We're going to need it. Uh, They've said they don't know how long we'll be closed for. (laughs) Um, Originally, I did what everyone did. We just waited. Mm -hmm. We sort of were like, okay, well, they've just said maybe two weeks, maybe a month. And I waited and I went from having this thriving business that was growing every single year. It was doubling its income every single year. I know that sounds so cool, right? To no income. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until a couple of months in that I realized it wasn't going to go anywhere and it wasn't going to get better. So I started to advertise. We have some online training. Uh, Lash Lift's 100% online. We really pushed that to begin with. I pivoted, I reckon, five or six times mm-hmm. when I was like, okay, it's really, really not going anywhere. We had to make more permanent sort of changes. So we originally started with still advertising our courses and saying you'll do the training, uh, in-person training when we can. Uh, and then we went to we'll just push the lash lift because we don't know when the in-person will happen and we now have this massive list of students to get through the door to train. And then we moved on to let's start a product line. (laughs) So our product line was, uh, when was it? I'm going to say the wrong date. I think it was around August in the middle of the pandemic, we launched a product line. And to do that and to get the sales, we launched a free course to go with it. So essentially, if you bought our tweezers, you got a course on how to use the tweezers. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's still there if anyone wants volume tweezers. (laughs) Uh, We, Whenever we come up with a product, we write down the product and we write down all the issues people have with Mm -hmm. them. And we're like, okay, volume tweezers. Everyone is always saying they buy volume tweezers and they're not hand tested. And then even if they are hand tested, they get them and they can't work with them. Well, what if we showed them how we test them in detail? Yeah. So when you buy Lash Vision tweezers, you know how we test them and you know exactly the process to do it yourself to find out how how to use them effectively. Mm-hmm. So we offer that with our volume tweezers. And then we, alongside with that, we launched a fan excellence course. So it was just about hand making fans at home, how to make them perfectly, and then we would give them coaching once they could eventually do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and between that, our tweezers sold out within two months yeah. and our lashes sold out in particular sizes. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, uh, nice. Particular mixed trays. Yeah. And that was a, a very big learning curve of, mm-hmm. okay, well, uh, CC is super popular mm-hmm. and C is super popular. So that is what got our product line 
started and we've just sort of kept building from there. And now that we know a lockdown could literally still happen at any point in time, we have moved our programs to 100% online. And you can choose to do in person if you like. And we're bringing trainers on all over the country so that if Melbourne shut down, it doesn't matter that I can't fly over to Sydney. We'll have a Sydney trainer. Still going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So what, what, in your opinion, I know I have my opinion on why this is, but why do you think in the competitive place that the Lash industry is, Lash Vision stands out from everyone else? I literally was talking to someone about this the other day and I said I wish I could put it in our marketing. We just don't bullshit you. <laughs> that's my we that's just, too. <laughs> I'm just not interested in the bullshit marketing yeah. and the things that don't work and I know what it's like to be in a busy salon. I know what it is like. Like when I met my husband, I was working from 8 in the morning until sometimes 11 or 12 at night. Mm-hmm. I obviously dropped that back to have a social life at that point. But I was literally working around the clock and I know you don't have time to do a four-hour set in salon. You don't have time to have retention issues because you are solidly booked. Or if you're starting, who the hell wants to have all their clients coming back and are dealing with retention issues? You feel defeated before you even start. So I really like to know the why. I like to research and I like to know when something is just marketing and when something actually works. And the fact is, if you understand the rudimental elements, lashing's not that hard. Mm-hmm. 100%. Going to have a couple of clients that, you know, leave you with a few question marks, but the majority, it should actually be a it's fairly science. easy business yeah. to run. It yeah. is science. Yeah. And I love when people try to argue the science with me because I'm like, please, if you can show me science that proves your argument, let's go for it. Yeah. But I, I just, our industry just... I mean this with love to anyone listening. <laughs> if I came out and was like, I have a glue and once you put it on, they will not fall off ever, people would buy that glue yeah. because they trust the marketing mm-hmm. and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just looked at the He's microphone. Like staring at the microphone like everyone in the Latin industry is inside of it. Yeah, <laughs> like you yelling at you. You all need to listen to me. The glue doesn't exist and when you have a client and things aren't working, yep, pH could be off. Yes, it could be hormonal. But if you go and then use that same product, I think if everyone can pick up what I'm putting down here, if you go and then use, let's say, a pH balancer on someone who doesn't need it, guess what? Retention issues. Mm -hmm. So why are we just saying, yeah, use that on everyone instead of, well, maybe this one client might need it? not the entire array of clients. And I did this even when I was learning. I went and bought 50,000 different glues and was like, all these manufacturers suck. It's all their fault. Uh, When in actual fact, my room was too hot. Mm -hmm. It was that simple. And I now look back and I'm like, I'm so sorry to every manufacturer (laughs) that I called and was like, there's something wrong with your glue. It's not the glue. It's you guys. It actually, it's the truth. Yeah. So you're, that's that's definitely what I would say is your no bullshit approach and also the fact that you, how do I say this without offending you? No. <laughs> no, that you just, you don't give a shit about what anyone thinks about you. You are going to put your opinion across and 
you're you're solid in your opinion and you know your shit and so you're willing to tell people like exactly how it is and I think the one thing that really stuck out to me when I first discovered you was your unpopular opinions (laughs) which if you guys have not watched Kim's unpopular opinions before go and watch them (laughs) you may be offended but (laughs) they're they're amazing how did you a get the balls to do things like that I mean it's I know your personality now, so I just know that it's just you. But why why did you start doing them? And and what, you know, there's so many trainers and and training facilities and suppliers out there that just go with the grain, you know. They just have their products and they educate. And when I say educate, it's like, yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> How how do you how did you kind of be like you know what fuck it like I'm just gonna say what I need to say did that ever scare you or were you just like no nah, I gotta do it it scares the shit out of me still <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have been trolled you can ask my staff so my staff um, are logged into my Instagram account uh, so if you've got anything super personal to tell me you may tell me via Facebook message. (laughs) No, honestly, but they have seen the back end of the trolling that happens when you have an opinion Mm. or um, you say something that other people don't like. So it's still to this day, sometimes I put things up and I'm like, oh, (laughs) it's going to happen. That would be I'd put it up and then like turn my phone off and everyone else can delete the comments before I see them. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, over COVID it got quite bad to the point that like people I don't even know were sending me flowers saying, I'm so sorry that's happening to you um but that that's the way it rolls you put yourself out on social media and there's going to be good bad indifferent with the idea of it it actually came from lash base jamie i'm giving all these people shout outs like <laughs> off you go guys he runs this cute oh, is he the cute. guy on tiktok and he's like yeah. huge yeah, yeah he's so sick he's uh he's from the uk yes yeah, yeah that's it. Um, and he makes really funny white kind of blonde hair yeah yeah, 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 and he makes funny videos. So I saw that he was doing unpopular opinions, but he did it in a more sort of funny yeah. way where he would put them up and everyone would have a great laugh and vote, you know, if they agreed or disagreed with it. And I thought, what if someone did that but it was more factual? Mm-hmm. And, you know, as much as I would love to say that I'm funny, I'm not. <laughs> I've got my strengths and funnies. Sometimes, sometimes I can be funny. I think sometimes I'm just blunt and people find that funny and I I don't mean to be rude. If ever I am, I just, I used to be the lash industry's poster girl. Mm. Anyone that has been around long enough knows that I was like always professional, always this perfect, you know, cookie cutter, beauty therapist, you know, say all the right things, do all the right things, not step on toes. And when I went out on my own and I started to find my identity, like, my actual identity, because when you work for someone, and again, I mean this respectfully because our industry is great at twisting things, um, you work under their identity. Mm-hmm. You have to be a representative of their brand. And that is the truth of anyone that works for anyone. When I got out on my own and I started to realise my identity and I started to bother to research things, I just stopped giving a fuck. Mm. I was like... You can argue with me as much as you like. I bothered to do the research. I bothered to talk to specialists. Like our entire curriculum is built on me going and paying specialists to have their information, to have 
actual facts to teach people sustainable lashing, no one had bothered to do that. So you can argue with me as much as you like because I will go back and I will ask the professional, will you? Mm -hmm. Will you bother to do that? Because 98% of this industry won't. So it came from stepping into my own identity and it came from having... Stepping into your power, would you say? Yeah, (laughs) stepping into my power. (laughs) Um, And having that information behind me and then realising that, and it took me until 30, I'm 32, it took me until I was 30 years old to realise that you're going to love or loathe me, so I may as well just be myself. Mm -hmm. Being that person where I was trying to please everyone still got me haters, yeah. <laughs> still got me people who hated me, like people within my own circle that I found out were saying like, oh, gosh, she's just such a goody two-shoes. Oh um, and I was like, no, I just want to be the best I can be at my role. Yeah. So when you hear that stuff about you and you are trying to be someone you're not, why bother? Yeah. Why not just be you? And I can genuinely say whether you see me on social media, you sit with me in person, what you see is what you get. Exactly the same human. I I, am, you poor thing, (laughs) just in case you were, like, thinking you were going to get something else. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) No, no. She's no nicer in person. (laughs) I'm nice. I have a massive heart. I just can't be bothered with bullshit. Like, I just think there's... Like, you're obviously just the nicest, kindest, you're so generous, but then you're also, like, you're you and you're unapologetically you and that's one of the biggest things that I, like, admire about you is that you just, you just, you know, you don't care about anyone else. Well, (laughs) that came out very wrong. (laughs) You do care about people. You don't care that people may have a negative opinion of you because you're so sure of yourself and you're so confident in yourself that that's all you need and that's that's very admirable thank you look I know I'm a good person I've been through a whole lot since I started my business professionally personally industry this industry loves to pick you apart Mm -hmm. um and the more that I go through the more that I just refuse to be anything but me like I nearly died like that's I don't want sympathy I just came out of that hospital visit having to still work, work in the hospital, pay wages, not that my staff would have cared, I just felt bad, um, in the hospital and just realised, like, this can't be life. This can't be life. Like, life has to be more than being at work and people-pleasing everyone. If you don't resonate with my brand, if you don't resonate with me, there are plenty more that you will. Yeah. So... Hopefully I just attract all the right people. Yeah, well, that's it. As long as you're being yourself, you do attract the right people and you don't ever have to worry about people that aren't aligned to you because you're faking who you are. Yeah, exactly. Mix that with a professionalism. And yeah. you're <laughs> Perfect combination. Yeah. There is a lot of, um, there's a lot of people in the lash industry. There is a lot of people who, you know, go into training, going into supplies. And I know you've said to me in the past that, you know, seeing on social media things people put on social media, it's like you you rethink what you're doing a lot Mm. and I'm exactly the same. 
do you find that, you know, when you are observing everyone in the industry and you're seeing people's success, like how do you deal with the comparisonitis? Do you get comparisonitis at all? Do you, like what, how do you deal? You know I do. (laughs) I'm asking you for the listeners. (laughs) You know I do. I have that all the time. Um, It's interesting when you start out, there is always a rush and there's this amazing rush and you're the world's new shiny toy and everyone wants to be around you, train with you. Getting long-standing respect, sales, consistency in this industry, um, that is where it's at. And I have to tell myself that all the time just because something is new and shiny doesn't mean that it's going to last forever, unfortunately. And I mean that with love to all my competitors because I don't believe in competition. I think you find the people you resonate with. But I have seen a lot of people come into this industry, be the shiny new disco ball, and then the longstanding um, commitment and building the business in a sustainable way that they can keep their customers happy and they can keep going hasn't been put into place. Mm-hmm. So the what I keep and always try to remind myself is I am creating the right workflow, the right steps, the right uh, slow building process to be able to maintain what I'm doing forever. Overnight success is lovely, but it comes with a lot of complications and a lot of stress. I've done it. I did the overnight success with my event. The other side of that is that I was up till two or three in the morning crying most nights because I felt like there was so much pressure and I wasn't ready for how much I was taking on. And I literally had a breakdown. Mm -hmm. I literally broke down when I was meant to be happy. So I always try to bring myself back to that. Like you've had overnight success, Kim. You've been there. You've done that. And it is not what it looks like on social media. It comes with um, a degree of... I want to say stress, I want to say trauma, Mm. but it sounds so bad because you should be grateful and happy, but there was no joy in the end for me because I was just so overworked. What I now strive for and what success looks like for me is putting procedures in place to create a flow where we don't have to work as hard Mm. and we can take on that volume of sales without feeling like, all of my staff are drowning. (laughs) So I think that's what it is. I compare myself still. I'm like, I can't believe that they're doing that today and I'm over here still working on a program that's not launched yet. Like how is this happening? Yeah. But I I look at the program as so much more than just launch it, which is what a lot of trainers and people will say, just launch before you're ready. You'll learn on the fly. You will learn on the fly. And, yes, I agree to that to some extent, but I now – I actually have a business plan for everything I launch now. I have a marketing plan for everything I launch now, whereas previously I was just like, we'll just launch it and see how we go. Um, We have KPIs. We have testing periods. We we do things very differently to how I think a lot of new businesses do because we didn't know any better back then and new businesses don't know any better. You will learn. (laughs) You will learn. I think there's a huge thing at the moment, you know, you see businesses going like viral on TikTok and that's it. Like they've made it, you know, or they go viral on reels and like all of a sudden they're this huge business. And I think that's what people at the moment, I know I get into that mindset. It's like 
you know, you you, you got to go viral to be successful. You've got to yeah. like have one influencer share your product and that's it. You'll be successful. But it's not that at all. It's it's resilience and it's actually building a business. Like that yeah. is that is how businesses are built. It's not, yeah, you might have some businesses that go viral and then they're successful long term, yeah. but businesses are built. I love that. I think resilience is the perfect word because yeah. <laughs> every time something happens, my staff are like, oh, I don't know how you keep getting back up. And I'm like, we well, just have to. Yeah. You just have to keep getting back up. And you've got to look at the problem and then learn from the problem. Like, okay, I just went through something really shitty. Like there's no way, not not now, previously, uh, there's no way to deny that what we just went through as a company is was really shit. How do we avoid that happening again? Yeah. Um, and then comes a pandemic. So, <laughs> and then you have to refund well, didn't go through that again. <laughs> everything. I know. Um, you know, one part of the pandemic is that we had an event that was three months out from going ahead and we kept delaying and delaying and it got to a point where we couldn't delay it anymore and we had to refund over what well, we couldn't refund the full amount, truth and transparency. We had to refund, uh, it had to be 43 point something percent um, of 100 tickets. Oh that were all valued at over $700. Mm, shit. And everyone's like, oh, well, the money should have just been there. I'm like, oh, well, uh, that's cute. Mm. Uh, people forget that an event or a product comes with stuff, wages, marketing, your promotional material. Three months out, you've already bought all that stuff. Yeah. Again, not for sympathy, but wow, the yeah. lessons that come with that. Do we have a policy in place for if ever a pandemic hits? People say you're smiling like, oh, no, no one thought that would happen. You reckon I had a terrorist policy? <laughs> I did not have no, a in case of a terror attack. Yeah. Like everyone laughs at me and is like, oh, my gosh, like that would never happen. I'm like, I've had two, yeah. <laughs> two massive things, three massive things happen. Mm-hmm. I was in hospital we had a terrorist attack and then we've had a pandemic. Yeah. Like no one saw any of that happening. So protecting your and business. And you could never, you could never, something could happen tomorrow and you would never see. Exactly. Remember when we were on the phone and there was a fucking earthquake? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're just like, cars are shaking. <laughs> I literally just like got into my car after getting coffee. I was on the phone with Kim and I was like, oh my God, my car, like a truck must have driven past or something. My car shaking. She's like, no, mine is too. Like, <laughs> and I think we're in an earthquake. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because that whole phone call was about manifesting. And, yeah, and all of a sudden the earth shakes and we Kim were like, was like having just like, just like reevaluating her whole life to be on the phone. And then there was an earthquake. We were like, well, <laughs> there goes your life. <laughs> yep. It was a bit of a shake up, literally. So even that's an example. Like I called M one day and was like, I don't know. Like, am I doing the wrong thing? I have seen this massive trend. We do sustainable lashes. We're all about preserving the lash line, making sure that your clients can have whatever you're putting on their eyes forever, not, you know, a small period of time um, because they're super long, super Mm. thick, super heavy. And I pretty much called him and was like, does anyone want that anymore? Like what is 25 millimeters on the lap? Like what is happening to the world? Why does anyone want that? And I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you have 25 or like for me, even 14 mil is just really long. 
And I was if like, if you are using twenty five mil lashes, I probably wouldn't follow Kim. <laughs> Don't follow me. No, You'd be very no. offended. <laughs> you would be offended by everything I say ever. Um, and I understand that people want certain things, and your clients want certain things. But even I, after all this time, doubt what I am doing sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then I have to always bring it back and be like, no, 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 no. There is a niche. You're a niche. I mean, our whole freaking industry is a niche. Yeah. So we're looking for a niche within a niche. Um, niche. Again. niche. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's funny? Americans say like niche. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I heard that in a podcast the other day. I was like, are you, are you joking? Are you trying to say niche? He's like niche. I'm like, no, niche. <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> Sounds like itch, mate. You're done. It's not it. It's <laughs> a niche. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, it's just a constant cycle. And sometimes even after all this time, and I know I have a wealth of knowledge and I've just started, like I've released business coaching to help people because I know I can help people Mm. skip all the crap that I went through. Um, which is what I get for free. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I know that I can help people with that, but even sometimes still, you know, eight years in, I'm like, do I know anything? (laughs) Do I know anything? Do you know what I've just realised? It's longer than eight years. I let lashes in like 2009. I was going to say, isn't it like 10? It's more. See, guys, COVID broke me. 2009, I learned them. Disappeared two years. Yeah. That gives you leeway. (laughs) Yeah. My gosh. I've been doing lashes a super long time. I was doing lashes before lashes were cool. I was, actually. I I I was, actually. And that is why I thought I was the shit because I was the only lash tech in my entire area. And because I was the only lash tech, everyone came to me, obviously. (laughs) Um, But, yes, I learned when there was only one lash salon in Melbourne, Lash Design Studios, they were the first one, Um, and I learned off them. And then, yeah, I was the only lash. I had full monopoly and I was under charging <laughs> something fierce. Don't do that, friends. No. Okay, we could we could talk for hours, as we know, but to finish us up, what is your why? This is a great question. And I would love to be a really good mum and say my kids, but that's it's <laughs> not that's not it. Uh, it's not my husband, it's none of that. My why has changed a lot over the years. It started with wanting to support people and to build a community of everyone and has really gone into this, I want to fast track the bullshit Mm. and I want to help people not experience what I experienced. And in my mind, through everything I've been through, I was alone so often. I had no one to ask the questions, not necessarily because I was like alone and didn't have any friends. They didn't know the answers because no one else had been through it Mm -hmm. because I was the only lash tech. And whilst other people's business experiences might help me, there were so many very specific niche things that I couldn't get help with, like retention. It was like a secret door, like no one would open the bloody secret door and just tell me what the hell was going wrong. Mm. Um, So my whole why is to allow people to have basic knowledge that they should have easily and accessibly Mm -hmm. and to help people fast track not just the overall appearance of their lashes but their entire business experience. You know, it shouldn't feel like you are literally pushing shit uphill all the time. It should be enjoyable. It should be something that brings you joy. Um, And if it doesn't, 
it's the perfect time to get a trainer or a business coach who has been there and can help you push it a lot faster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's my way. I'm sure you still love your kids too. but I do. I love my kids very much. They are the, like, honestly, the freaking best people I know. My children, no offense, Sam. Um, no, they, are they, are, they are my Chris best friends. Cool but they're not my why. Yeah. Like, they're my why in other aspects of my life. Yeah. My why comes from everything that I've been through and never wanting anyone else to go through it. Yeah, I love it. Oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just about to say something and I forgot. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, I can't believe you didn't prep for that because that seemed like you just you just know what you're saying. <laughs> Kim actually walked in before. She's like, I haven't even read the questions you sent me. I'm like, cool. <laughs> I read them as she was setting up. I was like, one second. <laughs> I'm just going to read you're them. You're just a natural. No, I um, I don't like being staged. And, I, do you know, I'm one of those people that if you were like, could you read out of this book for me, I would stutter and stumble and I'd be all over the place. So if I plan too much mm, overthink it. I I suck yeah like I the first lash vision I like read my speech and I stumbled so much all the rest of the lash visions just a heads up to everyone I never wrote a speech oh my God. I never that's amazing I never did anything I don't work like that yeah I just need to know what I want to say and if I know what I want to say then I'll be fine. I have a run sheet with like the sponsors, mm. so I don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> do not forget the people that help you do this. Yes. Um, but other than that, I never, not in any of my lives, not in any of my stories, never. I, I just, like my course is very well planned though. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just Kim jumping on camera. And no. <laughs> and shit. if I have like a business coaching call or something, I'll do research to make yeah. sure I've got that. But when it comes to presenting or anything, just be you. Like if you ever want to stand on a stage, if you ever want to talk, even if you're not a lash artist, even if you want to do a podcast, know what you want to talk about enough to be you and that's what will attract people. If you get on there and you sound like a bloody robot, no one is going to be engaged. No Mm -hmm. one is going to then follow through with wanting to buy whatever you've got to sell. Yeah, so true. Ah, you're amazing. Where can everyone find you? Uh, Lash Vision Official on Instagram or www.lashvision.com.au or Pigeon or Pigeon. pigeon. pigeon? Do you not know that joke? No. Oh. oh, like Pigeon Carrier. <laughs> like thinking of like this fucking new social media app. I'm like, there's so many. I'm like, there's so many. Like, God, you can delete that now. It sounds like a dumb joke. Just cut it off at Lash Vision. Um, text, phone call, there. Pigeon. <laughs> My God. She's just saying you sound awesome. Um, we can also find you at Mum Undone. Oh, yeah. I wasn't gonna, no one wants to. You're an influencer to. now. I'm not. I am. I am. No, this is a good story to end on. I put up M's Tan on my stories and was like, I love it. Like, I'm going to share this product I love. And I got a message from one of my girlfriends. She's like, I've totally been influenced from you. And I said, that's it. Lashes is done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be an influencer now, guys. Full-time influencer now. Full-time. How many followers you got? 776. Perfect. Yeah. I'm going to influence every damn one, all day, every day. No, if you love inappropriate mum conversations, I am very good at them. Mm-hmm. I love a wine. I do love a laugh, even though I think I'm not very funny. Um, so, yes, it's mum undone underscore podcast. I started a podcast. I did one and I have done no more. So we'll see how we go with the podcast part. You might be re-inspired after this. I might be. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go now. Thanks. <laughs> I was gonna say, that's good. Have a good let's day. Let's leave but we're together. In the same room. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. 
that is all from us. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Your Power. I hope Kim inspired you and made you laugh just as much as she does with me. If you haven't already, make sure to go and join the closed Facebook group, Your Power Pod with M Rose. Go and follow Instagram at Your Power Pod. And while you're at it, go and follow Kim as well at Lash Vision Official. Have a wonderful week. I will talk to you next week.